At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. Hey, I always like to start with something fun and new. And let's talk about a brand new dating app. Now, it's based on the premise that you should actually meet the person, yes, in real life before getting too carried away and falling in love. So the likes of Bumble, Hinge, Match, OkCupid, Tinder, whatever, it's a good idea to meet that person sooner than later if the conversation is going well. So back to this new dating app. It's called Thursday. Why? Okay, every Thursday, people in the app, they meet in real life, in person. But why a Thursday? Well, as it turns out, this way, you have a date for the weekend. And speaking of apps, Bald Dating is a brand new dating app for, as you might think, for bald people. Unlike the others, it is completely free. You don't have to pay. Get it? Like toupee? Oh, I know. That was bad. Hey, listen, you're about ready to get more tech smarts because, as I say, every single thing is now a tech thing. And, of course, I'm Kim Commando, America's digital goddess here with you once again. It's the biggest show. It's the most trusted show about all things digital. Hey, if you're a brand new listener, welcome aboard. So glad to have you with us. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. You look amazing. And you can find my award-winning show on over 420 top radio stations throughout the United States. And you can find us as a podcast, as a webcast, commercial-free, over at commando.com. Just hit that button that says Commando Community. Now, if you're listening on the radio, we totally love that, and thank you. And just a reminder that you can also get Kim Commando today as a podcast, Monday through Friday. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for my last name. That's Commando with a K, of course. And I know that you have at least a few questions about something digital that I can help you out with. And that's why our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 888 825-5254 is the way to join us. Now, I need two things from you, just two things. Uh, number one, the best way for us to grow the show and to grow the pods is for you to tell at least one friend. That's all, just one friend. And number two, tell me what you like. Tell me what you want more of by hitting email Kim over at commando.com. All righty, then every single day I go to at least, oh, I don't know, 35, 40 different websites to make sure that you're up to date on everything that's going on in the tech universe. And here are the five things that you need to know right now. And we're going to start with more than 80% of Americans side with Israel. So you have to wonder why there's such this disproportionate number of pro-Hamas demonstrations all across the United States. The answer, drumroll please, artificial intelligence and deep fakes. Now, the LA Times reports that thousands of online images show bombed out buildings in Gaza. And some stand out for the just absolute horror. I'm talking about photos of bloodied and abandoned infants. These are being viewed like millions of times. Now, if you run across one, I want you to look at it very, very closely. Maybe the fingers are curling oddly. The eyes are shimmering with an unnatural light. Now, these are obvious deep fakes. But here's the problem. The anger that they're causing is very real. And pro-Hamas protesters are fighting mad. The photos are alive. But as Mark Twain once said, a lie, in this case a deep fake, will get halfway around the world before the truth can get out of bed and get its pants on. 
So always keep that in mind. Uh, speaking of AI, let's talk about ChatGPT or any of its AI cousins. They know that sometimes, you know, AI just gets it wrong. And it happens so often that the world's keeper of the official English language, the Cambridge Dictionary, now has a word for it. Because AI simply makes things up, AI is now called, when this happens, hallucinations. Now, besides the medical definition of a new additional definition, it is, I quote, when an artificial intelligence, a computer system that has some of the qualities that a human brain has, such as the ability to produce language in a way that seems human, hallucinates, it produces false information. Okay, yes, uh, just always keep that in mind, too. When using AI, be ready for that hallucination. That's the very thing that AI was never, ever supposed to do. Uh, moving on to number three on our list of five things. Hey, attention Mac owners, because Mac users have always been insulated from the worst computer malware because, well, there are just so many more Windows machines to infect than Macs. But guess what? Those days are way over. Clearfake is the most dangerous Mac attack yet. You're going to get this pop-up notification telling you that you need to upgrade your web browser right away. Just click on the box and you're taken to a fraudulent, but I'm going to tell you, it looks like a real download page for Safari or Chrome. But what actually gets downloaded is an infected copy of Chrome or Safari. It looks and acts just like Safari or Chrome, but in the background, it's stealing your contacts, your email list, your financial data, your credit card transactions, uh, literally just about everything. So word to the wise, uh, always close what you're doing. Do not trust a pop-up. Make a fresh start with the real Safari or Chrome websites. And then you can find out if you really do need to upgrade. And if so, you're going to get the bonafide thing. But hey, think about this. It always wondered to me, like, why is there in an iPad? There's an iMac. There's an iPhone. But there's no iWatch. Yeah, the Apple Watch. Because iWatch would just sound like way too creepy, right? Uh, let's talk about number four. This should have happened 10 years ago when people started dying when taking selfies. Now, before you snap up another one, I want you to listen up. Uh, but by the way, the word selfie, this is a little fun fact for you. It originated back in Australia in 2011. But by that time, 33,000 deaths by selfies were already being reported each and every year. So undeterred would-be selfie photographers, they still mindlessly walk out in traffic. Uh, they back up too close to the edge of a canyon. They've died while standing on train tracks, uh, posing with rattlesnakes. Holding loaded guns to their heads. Oh, my gosh. Getting hit by large landing jets. Now, the average age of a fatal selfie victim is, ready for it, 22. So it's only right that Australia, the country that actually named the selfie, leads the way again in declaring selfies to be what? A public health risk. So if something is declared a public health risk, what do you think will happen next? Oh, you're the smart one. We are definitely going to be getting warning labels on smartphones. They're coming. Couldn't you just imagine like you have this, you know, triangle that's bright yellow with an exclamation mark on the inside. And it says warning, extreme selfie syndrome. Your quest for the ultimate selfie could lead to extreme situations. Remember, no photo is worth risking your safety. Avoid dangerous locations and heights and stay aware of your surroundings. Okay, I predict that this is going to be on a phone box within the next six months. And finally, this coming in at number five. Everyone knows that it's rude to continually 
glance away at your phone during meetings or personal time with your family. But what you don't know is that it could actually cost you your marriage. That's right. There's a word for people who are obsessed with constantly checking their phones. It's called fubbing. P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. Snubbing others, especially your wife, your husband, your partner, in favor of your phone. But to be blunt, nope. Your spouse, your partner, your loved one, they don't get it. They don't understand. In fact, when spouses get fed up with your constant phone attention, they feel more conflict and less intimacy in the relationship. In virtually every single case study, marital conflict will arise. It may begin slowly at first, but it's going to grow. And the rudeness of fubbing, yeah, it's just everywhere these days. And we all have to tolerate to a certain point. I mean, you can ignore it from your boss or your coworker, but not from your spouse. So here's the bottom line here. If the tensions are a bit high in your home right now, try putting the phone away and see what happens. You know, it just reminds me, a good romance starts with what? Trust, mutual respect, and kindness. A bad romance starts with rah, rah, ah, ah, rah, rah. Oh, I know. That was a bad Lady Gaga impersonation. All right, let's see. Who should we start with today? Um, Dave in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Hi there, Dave. I'm calling. I've, I've listened to your show so many times when I was still working. I'm retired now on Saturday mornings, and I knew you could help me with this. My daughter passed away a year, year and a half ago. She has four daughters. Well, their father passed away two years ago. Oh, my gosh. So I know there are printed a few printed photos somewhere, but young people don't print photos like old people used to. Mm-hmm. They're all in the cloud, and I'm sure they're on Google Drive, Google Photos, Google Docs, somewhere. How do I get access to those photos of the four beautiful granddaughters? Well, you are a great man, and I'm sorry for your loss. You've had a, you. a heck of a time for the last couple of years, that's for sure, right? Oh uh, Yeah, it's been rough. Yeah. But the, but the girls are doing great. Okay, which is most important, and they have obviously the, yeah. a good support system around them. Um, yes. Google has something called an inactive account manager. Uh, that allows folks to decide what happens to their account if it becomes inactive, which I have to tell you about something that's happening right now. And I need you to jump on this uh, because on December 1st, Google has announced that if somebody has not accessed their account for the last two years, they're going to deem it as inactive and they're going to erase everything. Yes, I heard that. Okay, so and that's why I'm calling you. So, yeah, we need to make sure that, that that's not a possibility. Um, what you want to do is, we'll, I'll give you these steps, but you're going to look for Google account access for deceased user. And then it's going to ask information about the person, who you are, and then they're going to ask for a copy of the death certificate. Sometimes sure. they need legal documentation. It could be uh, some type of legal proof, maybe power of attorney, you're the executor of the estate, that you have access to this person's digital assets. It varies upon your yeah. location. Now, the problem is, is that Google's going to review this request and then to figure out what help they can provide. And we are up against a deadline right now. Okay. So, yeah. so what I would be inclined to do is to see if there were any devices that 
either your daughter, the girls you used, your son-in-law, that would have access to this Google account and a saved password within the browser. Uh, so many browsers now have saved passwords. So if you have access to Chrome, you can go into the, the file settings and go into security settings and then go into passwords. If you provide uh, the password to the computer, if there's a login password, is that up pops all the saved passwords for all the browsers. And, you know, maybe if you're lucky that you can find the password to the Google account. And once you have that password, you'd have access to all the photos and then you can download them, do whatever you want with them. Because my my fear is that that by the time you do all this, that Google's going to already automatically just say, oh, this account hasn't been accessed for two years. It's done. You know, we don't, it's just not going to be here anymore. Uh, so if you have access to maybe a phone, uh, do you have access to any of any of the old gear? I, um, I, I know I have a phone. The, the only difficulty, the only issue there is she went through several phones and several phone numbers after having telephones hacked. So, and I do have a, uh, a Chromebook that she used when she was living with us for a while that may have something in it. Okay. I just don't know if I can get into the Chromebook and get the information I need out of it or find the password or the login. Okay. Um, let me do this. Um, I really want to help you out. And you need more help than what I can give you over in a phone call on a show. And I, I, and so, but it doesn't mean I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving up on you. Okay. You and me, Rick Astley, we're not giving up. What what I want to do is I, I would like to put you in touch with my IT genius. Okay. I have an IT genius. I do. His name's John. Okay. Let me tell you about John, Dave. John is tremendous. He is so smart. He's so patient. He's so kind and to let you know how much I think of John, he knows every single password to every single one of my accounts. Okay. Mm, okay. Trust. Uh-huh. Okay. He does. He does. I've never given anybody that type of access, but I've known John for many years, and he's wonderful. And, and he, what I would like to do is to figure out a time for you to actually speak with John with that Chromebook in front of you. So that this way, if there are photos, that he can help you get into that account so that this way you can get those photos. Oh, that sounds good. Okay. So I'm going to put you on hold and we're going to get uh, all the information and then we're going to go ahead and push this off with John so that this way he can help you one-on-one. And this is something that we don't do a lot because obviously we're a small outfit. We're not part of iHeart or some big radio corporation or multimedia corporation. Uh, but if we can never reach out and make a difference in somebody's life like we can with you, Dave, it's, it's our honor and it's our privilege to do that. So, uh, so just hang tight and we'll be with you in just a second. I know that lovely Amber's screening today and I know she's speaking to somebody else right now and, and then we'll be able to get all your contact information and then get, uh, get John on board to see if he can help you out. And Dave, thank you for your call today. Now, I just know that John, our IT genius, will be able to go in and help Dave out because sometimes, you know, things are just too hard for me to solve in a phone call. It's, uh, it really requires some hands-on type of attention, which, of course, we are always happy to help here at the Kim Commando Show. All right, let's switch gears just a little bit. And let me ask you this question. Do you think that you're sitting too close to your television 
or are you sitting too far away from your television? Now, there's a rule of thumb that you need to know for the correct answer. So if you have normal vision or if you wear corrective lenses when watching TV, there are some other things that you need to consider. One is the viewing angle. Yeah, you want a 30 to 40 degree angle between where you're sitting and where the TV is located. And number two is, of course, distance. For every foot that you are away from your television, you want to multiply that number by 10. So, for example... If you are six feet away from the TV, you're going to want a 60-inch model. Seven feet away, let's see if you can do the math. You ready? Yes, you're so right, a 70-inch television. So you can go a little bigger on the TV, but not that much. So before you buy a new television, I know it's kind of hard. You're like, I'm just going to buy it online, Kim. See if you can actually go to a physical store and sit down, move the chairs around. They'll do that for you. And see if that length is comfortable for you with and without glasses. And again, that rule of thumb, six feet away, you want a 60-inch model, seven feet away, a 70-inch model. And then, of course, you can do the math from there. If you're a small business owner, I have to tell you this. Uh, there's a really powerful app in your pocket that can get folks right in your front door. I'm going to be talking about Instagram. Listen to this. Over 80% of Instagram folks use it to find services and products. Now, that's a lot of potential customers and revenues to be tapped into. So here's what I want you to do. Number one, start using location-based hashtags and geotags in your posts and it's because it's all about visibility. So take this for example. If you own a bakery in Chicago and your location is hashtagged or geotagged on a video, that video might pop up in a local Instagram feed where if you don't say your location, otherwise it wouldn't be there. Now on to number two, think about cross-promoting with other businesses. This is really a no-brainer. So let's say there's a restaurant down the street that has a bunch of followers or it's a flower stand or whatever it may be. Ask them to promote your store and then you'll promote theirs. It's really simple and again, it's free. And number three, always, always encourage your customers to take photos of your business to share on Instagram because word of mouth is so great to get your name out there. Plus, the chances are that maybe customers know other people in the area. And who hasn't checked out a place because, hey, you know, a friend says, you really got to go there. It's super great. So, again, some tips for you small business owners. All right, Jim in Traverse City, Michigan, glad to have you with us today. Great. Well, enjoy listening to the show and um, had an issue uh, come up um, that uh, we purchased a a house, a second home, a vacation home, and I wanted to put some outside cameras up. Um, it'll also be a VRBO, so I don't want to make can't put yes, too many cameras up, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You know, I don't want it just strictly outside, but I do want to be able to pan them um, and from anywhere, you know, from through Wi-Fi, um, be remote and. You know, so I can look down the driveway and see if the driveway needs the snow plow to come through or whatever. Or see if there's a car coming up, it might be motion activated, and I can you know just um, I guess it should have some recording ability or something. So mm-hmm. I looked into this, started to open this can of worms, and I got it narrowed down to about three thousand choices. You know, so it's ridiculous. There's a lot of <laughs> you know, choices, aren't there? So which which ones did you which ones did you like? Well, there's one. Um, I don't have the name in front of me. It's A. You search A U. Um, I'm not, but but I can just go over the features. That okay, I all right, like. do that. Do it that. That's fine. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I first thought, okay, I have this work in the uh, Google Home app, 
I don't know if they all work in the Google Home or app, and you do that. Or you well, most of most of them have the most of them have their own app. They do. So whichever one that you're going to go to, they have their own app, whether it's Google or it's like with Nest, for example, it'd be Google Nest or the Home app. Uh, You know, Anchor has its own. um, Let's see, Radon has its own. I mean, just they all have their apps. So what exactly are you looking for? Um, My biggest thing is to actually just have to be able to monitor it, look at it and see did it snow last night. Um, I would like it. I would like it to um, have a recording uh, based on, you know, if, if a car drove up, that it would start recording mm-hmm. um, and have more than just 30 seconds or, you know, sure. I don't, I, I don't want to get a SIM. I, don't, I can't, you don't step out and get a SIM chip out of it. And I also want them to be, um, I don't want to hardwire it. So I'm thinking of putting the solar uh, re- recharge panel okay and then what it. about having wi-fi access do they all have wi-fi access yeah there's access there's wi-fi uh in, installed in the home um it's a wisp um okay that's good all right. okay and, and, got, and, so. and so so how many cameras do you think you need probably two near the same point one you know because if i can get them to have a you know a, a greater than 180 degree mm-hmm. pivot um, two of them will give me probably three sides of the house. You know? All right, then, you know what, this is super easy. This is really easy. Well, good. Okay. maybe you would say that. I was um, open for that. <laughs> you know, I, w- I would just go with a Google Nest camera. Uh, okay. Really super easy to install. They have outdoor and solar. And, uh, and what's nice about them is that you will get notifications when it hears, and you can set all this up, when it, when it hears a sound, uh, up to and including when a dog, when it sees a person, uh, okay. when it detects any motion, and then it does record up to seven days free. And after that, you may have to pay. But my whole thing is like you're probably going to know within three or four days if you need the camera anyway. But after that, it's just it's not very much, like ten bucks a month. And then because this is an Airbnb, is that you know this is your business and time is money, so we want to make things that are super easy. And then you get you'll get a notification via text or email and with an exact screenshot. So this way you can see whether or not it's something that you need to act upon. And and again, you will be able to zoom in to see a license plate depending upon how far away it is, but that they, they do pan and zoom. Uh, There was also two way audio so that if you, you see your Airbnb person pull in and they're having trouble opening the front door that you can say, Hey, are you guys having trouble opening the front door? Cause I'm here to help, you know, uh, if police are at the front door, you can talk to them. And what, right. what's nice is that um, a friend of mine who owns a big VRB, big Verbo business, he's got 30 plus properties. He actually uses these cameras to figure out if there's a party going on. So he sees how many cars are coming in and he's like, okay, more than three cars, parte, we don't allow that. So, yeah. uh, so just, you know, yeah. just pick up a couple of Nest cameras, super easy to do. Super easy to install, and then just go ahead and install them via the app, and then you'll be good to go, and you'll be monitoring everything. Jim, you need any other help? I'm always here for you. You know, once you get those cameras set up, make sure that you really tap into the Nest app because you can totally customize the camera settings. You can adjust the video quality. You can turn on and off the status lights so people don't know that you're actually recording and see what's going on. You can set activity zones to monitor specific areas more closely. So, 
maybe as you're pointing it down the driveway, you want to see, put a box around the gate or you want to put a box around the mailbox or maybe if they have to uh, walk across a certain path. You can actually set that as an activity zone. And also adjust the notification settings because you want to get alerts for motion and sound and then you want to be able to preference, set all those preferences and set that up for you. All right, so I asked you to guess how much do you think a an Instagram profile is being sold for on the dark web and your LinkedIn profile, speaking of that. So let's run through some numbers. Uh, username and password for Snapchat is 11 bucks on the dark web. Discord, $12. Instagram, you ready for the answer? $12. Facebook, a little bit more than that, $14. LinkedIn, $45. Why? Because if someone has your LinkedIn profile, think about this, they can do just a ton of damage. They can trick a lot of people and access your professional network. So no matter where you have your accounts, always make sure that you have really hard to guess passwords. Never use the same password on the different sites because that's how you're totally going to get hacked. And remember, always set up again that two-factor authentication. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Uh, Brian in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I got a question about home, well, internet security. I'm always interested in internet security, privacy um, at the home. And, of course, I was on your website, and I saw something in regard to how do you know whether or not your neighbors are tapping into your internet, whether or not someone's using your internet, whether or not, I mean, if they do, can it be a private, uh, can they actually see what, and get involved in what you've got on your internet. Mm-hmm. So, so you are. So, are you worried that they are using your internet? No, not really. I just saw something on that, and okay. uh, All right. and I just I was like, okay, because you said uh, I think there was a way to check it, and sure. I was like, well, how would you how would you go about checking it? And Absolutely. It's like I'm interested in password vaults and then VPNs and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no. so, it gets to so, be so much, doesn't it? You're like, oh yeah, man, my eyes are just glazing like, okay. over. <laughs> I got like I got to have a list of ten things here to to do in order to stay safe on the internet. So. Well, first of all, let's talk about your Wi-Fi, because that was your initial question. Um, the reason why you don't want your neighbors on the Wi-Fi is because if they use your network for something illegal, then the cops and the FBI come knocking at your door. Okay. And that's happened to countless people across the United States. And so that's why it's always a good idea to lock down your wireless network. And by doing that, you have to change the default password. Uh, and there are steps to do that. Basically, you get into what's called the router's administration page, and you get there by typing an IP address into your browser. It's normally on the back of the router or somewhere in the documentation that came with the routers. You find some address. It's be like you type into the browser like 197.70.210.55 or whatever it may be. And if you have trouble finding that IP address, is that you can always just Google that. Say, I've got a Netgear, a TP-Link, Asus router, whatever it is with the model number, and it's going to pop up for you. 
And then you log in with your username and password. Again, using normally found on the router itself, unless you've changed it. And then you start getting into this. You get into the router, so you're going to change the default password, okay? Which, obviously, you've never done, so we want to make sure that that's changed, okay? Uh, There's going to be a section called attached devices, connected devices, a device list. And that will tell you all the devices that are connected to your network. So if you only, it's only you and your wife and the kids, and you've got 25 devices, then you're like, okay, something's wrong. Okay. Uh, And then there are ways that you can review the list of connected devices and you want to search by name, by Mac address. Uh, And then again, if you see any unfamiliar devices, then that means that other people are using your Wi-Fi. Now, if you immediately change the Wi-Fi password, combination of letters, numbers, etc., is that that's going to boot everybody off, as well as if you do a factory reset on the router itself, it's going to boot everybody off. Now, you want to do WPA2, better yet, WPA3 encryption. If it's WEP encryption, you can't have that. There are other things that you want to uh, enable. Uh, But let us find a great tip for you, Amber, if you want to make a note. Let's find a great tip that we have on the website that will walk Brian exactly how to check uh, to see if there is anybody on the network and also how to change this password. Because this is the first place to start on securing your home network is at the router itself. And then after the router, then we can start talking about, you know, setting up a guest network for your Internet of Things and for people who are coming over. Obviously, that's why it's called the guest network. You, you know, using a VPN, what type of security software are you using, your two-factor authentication, password manager. So the whole idea is that we're going to fortify that house there, Brian, to so make sure that the bad guys and gals can't get through. But we're going to start with giving you the exact steps on how to get into your admin area router and then change the password and then do all those other good things like find out if the neighbors are on them, then boot their butt right out. And Brian, thank you so much for your call today. Okay, we can squeeze in one more call. Uh, Kenny in Minneapolis. Hi there, Kenny. This is going to be like a public service announcement because um, a couple of weeks ago, I got a message on Facebook Messenger from a friend saying I got locked out and I need a code. I'm going to send you the code and send it back to me. Okay. I did that and they took over my account. They started asking all my friends for money uh, and then they tried to take a loan or something out with Meta. There's a way to get money from Meta or mm-hmm. Facebook. And they didn't have my PayPal uh, information, so Meta said, no, nope, we're not going to give you the money. But within minutes, all my friends are calling me, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, what happened? Well, I'm getting texts saying that you, uh, you need help. So anyway, I just wanted to pass that along so nobody else falls under that. Yeah, you know what? It's just so sinister, isn't it? It's like they're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. It's just you know you need to think like, oh, I'm going to help my friend, you know, and that's right. like you actually have to call your friend. I'm like, hey, you know, you know, did you just send me this? And it sounds simple to do now, but you know, you're a good guy. You're a good natured guy. You wanted to help right. out. Now, did you get your account back? No, I had a second one I started, but um, one of my friends did give these people a hundred bucks and now she's mad at me thinking I did something wrong, which is trying to help somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately it could have easily have happened to that person as well. Right. Yeah. And there's no, you can't call Facebook. There's no phone number. So I emailed them and so I, that, I just asked people to block that account. 
Yeah. You know, Facebook, you would think that they, with all the billions of dollars that they're making, uh, that they would have some type of mechanism. I mean, they they are trying to get there, uh, but they want you to pay $15 a month for tech support. Uh, So you you might want to do that just to see if you could get your account back. I'm not, I I don't know if it's ever worked with anybody. Uh, But, you know, at this point, it's just kind of, licking your wounds and moving on. Uh, but it's, you know, it just astounds me that say this was the airlines, say this was like mm-hmm. Amtrak or a grocery sure. store where you go in and you buy a piece of meat and you take it home and it's rancid. Okay. Right. And you call and nobody will ever help you. Okay. Nobody's going to help you. Would right. we accept that as a society with any other organization but for some reason we we call it a tech company it's like oh they don't answer the phone it's fine right it's like hmm, they don't care it's okay it's just it's just nuts so bottom line here is if you get a phone call a text anything from a quote-unquote friend before you respond reach out to them kenny i think i'm not sure how many people you just say but we have millions of listeners but i would bet at least a hundred at this very moment at least this very oh, moment wow. so yeah. so thanks for taking the time and sharing your story with everybody because you know it's just important i mean i can tell you time and time again but uh sometimes it makes a lot of makes more it has more of an effect when you hear it from somebody where it has actually happened to again kenny thanks for your call i just love helping people it really So thrilled that I found my passion in life. All right, losing a phone is a nightmare, right? Think about everything that you have on your phone your whole life, right? You got your finances, you have your family photos, videos, your social media. It's a major security liability if you lose it. So let's say you looked everywhere, you just can't find it. What you want to do is log on to your Find My app for your iPhone or Find My Device for Android. Select the lost phone and then you're going to get info on its location. Next step, remotely lock the phone. Now, this step is super important when you don't know where your phone is located or if you spotted it and you don't have it, it seems to be across town or across the country. Now, if you've tried everything with no luck, you should remotely wipe all the data. Now, from your Find My Apps, select your iPhone and then click Erase This Device. Now, if you're on an Android device, find another one. Open Find My Device, and then when prompted, select it, Enable and Erase. Yeah, some great tips there. Hey, don't forget, you can always find me 24-7 at commando.com. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.